And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, we're going to talk about truth. Now, you might think you know what truth is, opposite of telling a lie, maybe. But we're going to go beyond that. We're going to go and delve into societal truth. What actually is truth? Is there such thing as absolute truth? And how does all that affect us in society, in the lives that we lead, the people we interact with? And so uh, that's going to be the topic of conversation. But as we get started, I want to uh, talk about the difference between fact and opinion. Now, again, you might think to yourself that you know what the difference is between fact and opinion. And, hey, great if you do. That's awesome. But it's surprising to find that there are a lot of people out there that don't really know what the difference is between fact and opinion. Now, why do I say that? So recently I was uh, invited to fill in in a class, and um, it it was not a specific like school class, but it was an educational learning environment. And the uh, teacher, the professor, wanted me to fill in because they weren't going to be there. And now, typically in a substitute situation, especially when you're dealing with, you know, K through 12, a lot of times there's subplans or lesson plans or some sort of agenda that they want you to get through. And usually it's continuing on with the educational plan, that's set forth in the calendar and all that stuff. Maybe in college, like a, uh, I don't want to say legitimate, but like a typical would be the word, a typical college environment. You know, the professor might just cancel class, right? But this was a, a little unique situation, a little different. And so I thought, you know, it'd be fun to do it and talk to the students. And so uh, I did. But there was no plans there, which I guess they forgot to tell me that I was supposed to create my own kind of lecture, so to speak, for that day. So I'm thinking in last minute, I've got a few minutes before class, I'm thinking about some of the things that I talk about on the podcast, because naturally, I've done a lot of research on some of these topics. And so one of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast is social media and the influence of social media and how especially a place like Twitter, there's a lot of misinformation A lot of facts versus opinions take place, and a lot of people thinking that their fact, that their tweeting is, in fact, an opinion. So I brought that up. So I said, today we're going to talk about facts and opinion, and I started out with reading some tweets, just some generic tweets. Like one person said, uh, today is a good day for a baseball game. That was one tweet that I picked off. Another one was, um, we need a better governor for the state of Florida. Another one uh, mentioned a specific high school. Waverly High School wins the Class B state championship. And so I went through a couple and read about four or five, and I asked them to write down on a piece of paper whether they thought that it was a fact or an opinion. And so when it came to, is it a great day for baseball, a majority wrote, that's a fact. When I put down, it's a, uh, the state of Florida needs a, a better governor. Again, a majority put down fact. 
when I said Waverly won the state baseball championship, naturally they put that down as a fact. And then there's a couple others, and again, a majority of the people put it down as a fact. So I think I had five of them. I forget what the other two were, but I had five of them. Four of them were opinion, and one was factual. The only factual one was the Waverly baseball team. And so they had, a majority of them had a lot of them as being factual. So we started to look at it. It's a great day for baseball. And a lot of people put fact, and we start to talk about it, and I would understand their reasoning why, and we went through all the different ones. Okay. So that sets the tone. So then we decided to talk about what actually is fact. If I was to ask you, what is fact? What would you say? So a fact is basically something that can be proven to be true. I'm wearing a Cincinnati Reds baseball jersey. The Reds baseball team plays their home games in Cincinnati. That's a fact. We know this because it can be proven to be true. We can go to Cincinnati, Great America Ballpark, buy a ticket, sit and watch the Reds play a game. So we know that's fact. If we were to say the Reds jersey is the best jersey in baseball, well, typically, I would say no because I'm a Twins fan, although I do like baseball and I celebrate a lot of baseball, different uh, hats, as you might know, and jerseys on the show, but uh, as my fashion wardrobe. But no, I would say Minnesota is. The Twins, they have the best jerseys. Someone else might say the Giants have the best jersey. So how can you really prove it? You really can't because everybody has a different opinion on the matter. Everyone has a different judgment. Everybody has a different thought about it. So it's something that you really can't prove, but you can prove that the Reds play in Cincinnati. Another one, the governor of Florida. Fact. Well, we don't know that. A lot of people are making opinions or making statements based on the uh, fact that the governor has taken some action against Disney. And so, again, the students were making those statements, and they thought they were fact. And so we went on. So a fact is something that can be proven to be true. What's an opinion? An opinion is a judgment that is not founded with proof. You can't prove that a Reds jersey is better than a Twins jersey, than a Giants jersey. You can't prove it's a beautiful day for baseball. Now, any day, to me, is a great day for baseball, but I like it 75 degrees. I don't like sitting 90-degree weather with humidity like you might find in Cincinnati. I might prefer Southern California, Anaheim Stadium. Cooler temperatures or maybe Dodger Stadium when the marine layer comes in at night. It's cooler. That might be a great day for baseball, and others might like the heat and the humidity. So, again, you can't prove what's a great day except for the fact that today is a day for baseball. That could be fact. Anyway, so you go on and on. So then what happens when you start to look for truth? So truth then is the body of real things based off of events, based off of happenings, based off of facts. So you can find truth in the facts. And that's why it's important to know the difference between facts and opinions as we start to get in the truth because there's a lot of things happening in this world that influence us, that affect us that we don't stop to even think about that can be opinionated or opinion-oriented, and we take it as fact, and therefore it skews our truth. You think about all the politics going on. 
You think about all the stuff that went on during COVID with the masks and the vaccines. You think about anything that is happening, especially if you get your information from social media. It's important to know facts and opinions. And a lot of these students that I were talking to, they would get their information from social media. Heaven forbid they do some research, but they get their information from social media. So whatever was on TikTok, uh, Snapchat, they really weren't Twitter users, wasn't their style, but that's what they believed was factual. That's what they believed was the truth. And so when you start talking to them about something important, like the governor of Florida, for example, all they would hear is he did something bad to Disney and therefore he's a bad guy. Well, that's not a factual statement. And so you start to get more into things. You know, recently we've been talking about the abortion issue, and I'm not going to get into it here, but again, SCOTUS. You know, if they come out with an opinion that overturns Roe v. Wade, there's a lot of people out there spewing opinions that people are taking for facts, leading them to a truth that is not true. So it's important to know the difference between a fact and an opinion. And then secondly, it's more important to do your own research and go beyond the headlines and try to find the information for yourself, which is something that I preach about all the time. And so then you get to absolute truth. What is absolute truth? Well, it's the inflexible reality. It's unaltered facts. Inflexible, unaltered, Cincinnati. The Reds play in Cincinnati for their home games. That's unaltered. Now, if they moved, that'd be a different story. But they haven't. The L.A. Rams. They were at one time the Cleveland Rams. Then they were the L.A. Rams. Then they were the St. Louis Rams. Now they're back to the L.A. Rams. They bounced around. You couldn't say they were the L.A. Rams when they were in St. Louis because they moved. So sometimes the truth and the absolute truth can change based on circumstances, based on facts. But there can only be one absolute gravity. Okay, let's use gravity. If you jump out the window and let's say you're on the 10th story of a building, the only place you're going to go is down. That's gravity. It's going to pull you down. Okay. Now, unless you have some other aid to help you go up or out, that's another story. But you're, alter, you're altering the, the facts then. You're altering the, the situation that's happening. But just if you go out, you're going to go down. Gravity, absolute truth. If you go out into space, there is no gravity. So if you, an astronaut, got away from the space station, you know, they tethered themselves to the space station, right? If they got away from that and it broke off, they would just float away to who knows where. Maybe they'd find E.T. But there's no gravity. That's a fact. Absolute truth. But what happens with all the other stuff, the everyday things, the news that we get inundated with, the stories, the relationship stories that we have, the friendships that we have, the work environment that we're in? Our personal lives. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we put up with from the outside, like news and politics, that we would not tolerate if it was in our personal life. You would not tolerate the quote-unquote misinformation if somebody that you were dating was giving you a bunch of crap and you found out that it wasn't true. Wouldn't you want to know the difference between fact and opinion when it came to relationship, when it became to your boss, when it became to... uh 
Anything that involves you personally, of course you would. And so that's why it's important. It's important to know the difference. So as we get into it, we find that there is power in truth. There's freedom in truth. The truth shall set you free. But I guess we got to start off with what is truth? So what is truth? Well, we can talk about it and we can debate about it, but let me play something and see if this resonates with you. What exactly is truth? One of the things that, that at least is true of contemporary philosophy, academic philosophy, is that you'll find almost everybody agreeing there is such a thing as truth and it's absolute. Um, the idea that there's no truth or that it's relative is really unpopular among my colleagues, even among atheists, materialists, and so on. I think where you're born um, and who you're born to uh, is the beginning determining factor uh, of your worldview and how you shape and form truth. But if all truth is malleable and all truth is subjective, uh, then there is no truth. Uh, moment by moment, what may be true for me, the sky is green, and what may be true for you, the sky is pink. Uh, well, is that actually truth? Or is there an objective reality that, no, we're looking at it, and it's actually blue? Truth is like that. I mean, two plus two is four. It's either true or it isn't true. It can't be true for some people and false for others. It just it is or it isn't. Now, postmodernism is a little more consistent, I think, in that it just says, forget truth. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, think about other things. And you can do that, I guess, to some extent. Uh, again, it's hard as a human being to really do that. And you'll find even the most thoroughgoing postmodernist at some point saying, boy, that's just false, right? And it's important that it's false. If you say there's no such thing as truth, um, and well, what about the Holocaust? Well, that really happened, right? It's important to see that that happened. Well, yeah, it is. So there you got it. I mean, truth matters. The real issue, I think, uh, with this idea of the relativity of truth and truth being objective uh, is not so much what truth is, but more so how do we know truth? And so for me, when I have conversations uh, with my friends you know, on this point, uh, many of them agree, okay, yeah, maybe I don't mean that truth is relative, but I'm very concerned of people who are claiming that they have the truth and are pushing that on everyone else. So for me, the question boils down to uh, knowing the truth, not so much identifying what truth is. Okay, so here's where I want to take a left turn with the conversation. I want to talk about what is truth. What I want to talk about is your truth. Do you know what your truth is? Do you know what you believe? Do you know the facts surrounding whatever it is that you think to be true? Okay. So does truth exist? Do you believe truth exists? Do you believe absolute truth exists? I think most people believe that truth of some sort exists. But absolute truth, I don't think people believe in absolute truth anymore. How do we get our truth? How do we get our facts? It's the influences. Like these kids, they're influenced by social media. Therefore, that's where they're getting their information. That's what is defining their truth. The facts that they are perceiving to receive from social media is what's defining what they think to be true. You know, subjective truth, I think, is where we are at in society today, that there's no real truth. It's whatever we want it to be. I mean, think about the gender situation, these pronouns, these genders, right? There's many genders. Well, the truth is the facts are when you are born, 
you are born with either XY chromosomes or XX chromosomes. Two options. Whether you want to use language and call it a boy or a girl, there's only two options when it gets down to the genetic level of a person being born. We've talked about abortions. They would like to say that the fetus, the life inside the womb is not life. Well, that's not factual. People believe that, though, because they get their information. They're influenced by other things, but that's not factual. But yet they're skewed by the information. So now we get to the point where it's like, forget about truth. And I think that's where we're heading. But what do you believe as your truth? Where are you getting your information? Who's influencing you? And are you fact-checking it by your own research, by your own study, by your own investigation? See, we always talk about, and I've gotten away from reminding you guys about this, but when I approach something, I approach it through common sense and reason. And then you follow up that common sense and reason with, well, hopefully logic, research, study, get the facts, and then determine what to be true. In journalism, at least you were taught at one time, that you needed two to three sources to prove something to be true. If there was a new story, you'd go and cover it. You had to get two to three sources for it to be true. You couldn't rely on one. And then the more sources you had, the better off you were. But then two, they had to be credible sources. I mean, think about you know the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp defamation trial. They got witnesses coming. Are these witnesses credible? What are they saying? Is it true? The jury has to sit there and determine whether what they're saying is fact, opinion. They have to weed through all this to make a decision. Okay. And so depending on who you listen to and how much weight you put on someone speaking as to are they speaking truth or not is going to determine how you vote, which way you go for Johnny Depp or for Amber Heard. And so now we get to the fact of When it comes to our personal self, do you know your truth? If you look at any topic, do you know your truth? What's influencing you? Does your truth match up with truth? Do you believe there's two genders, two options at birth, XX and XY, or do you think there's multiple? What do you start to believe in? Do you believe that the Reds jersey is better than the Giants? How do you know what your truth is? Is your truth subject or is it wishy-washy? Can you be influenced? See, that's the other thing that's quite important is what's your foundation in? You know, everybody believes something. And I've seen a lot of people over the years that I've known for a very long time, they've always changed depending upon whatever the popular thing at the time is. Okay. How about all those people that marched during BLM? Out there protesting, Black Lives Matter. Now they're nowhere to be found when it comes to Black Lives Matter. They're out doing whatever it is that they're doing. They're back to their regular lives. There's no more black squares on Instagram. There's no more marching in the streets. I mean, what, we're two years after George Floyd, is it now? There's nothing in the streets. There's nothing going on. Has there really been any change made? I mean, seriously, think about it. You have to answer that for yourself. See, me, I look at the facts. I look at the information. I don't see any change. In fact, it seems to be getting worse. Has it gotten better for you? If you were out in the streets marching, was there any change? Did anything change for you from that? And so that's the thing that we're talking about. Find your truth. Know your truth. 
but you got to be founded and grounded in it. Are you like a jellyfish just bobbing around the ocean, bobbing to and fro with the tides? Or are you rooted in something, rooted in a belief? There's a lot of people out there that I don't agree with what they say. I don't agree with what they think. But I admire the fact that they are grounded and they believe what they believe in. Like the manner in which they believe, the conviction that they have. There's something to say about people with a conviction in what they believe versus people today that, like I said, like I've said many times, you can pick the news topic of the day and now everybody on Twitter is a expert or has a PhD in that thing. It could be anything. It could be refugees from Afghanistan back in August. It could have been COVID, masks, mandates, vaccines during the pandemic and the lockdowns. It could be Twitter with Elon Musk. It could be whatever. But what are they really sharing? What are they really spreading? What kind of information? And are you being determined? And your thought process, is that being determined by what you hear from other people? Do you have a foundation in what you believe? So if you find out what your truth is, that truth has power. Here's Jordan Peterson. Don't underestimate the power of truth. There's nothing more powerful. Now, in order to speak what you might regard as the truth, you have to let go of the outcome. You have to think, all right, I'm going to say what I think, stupid as I am, biased as I am, ignorant as I am. I'm going to state what I think as clearly as I can, and I'm going to live with the consequences no matter what they are. Now, the reason you think that, that's an element of faith. The idea is that nothing brings a better world into being than the stated truth. Now, you might have to pay a price for that, but that's fine. You're going to pay a price for every bloody thing you do and everything you don't do. You don't get to choose to not pay a price. You get to choose which poison you're going to take. That's it. So if you're going to stand up for something, stand up for your truth. It'll, it'll shape you because people will respond and object and tell you why you're a fool and a biased moron and why you're ignorant. And then if you listen to them, you'll be just that le- much less like that the next time you say something. And if you do that for five years, you'll be so damn tough and articulate and able to communicate and withstand pressure that you won't even recognize yourself. And then you'll be a force to contend with. See, people that know me, and have known me for a long time, know that I've never wavered or changed in my beliefs. I've never gone with the status quo. I've never gone with the crowd. I've always kind of gone my own way and how I see and what I believe in. And so with that, I've gotten to the point where now I don't care what the outcome is because I'm going to believe, think, and say what I think is true, my truth. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that despite whatever the outcome might be. When I've done this podcast, I used to have a co-host. Apparently, things that I've said has led to the fact that I am now doing the show by myself. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that I get to sit here and talk to you about things, hopefully inspiring you and motivating you to raise the standard, to bring out your inner greatness so that you can achieve the goals that you have, the dreams that you've dreamt about. I'm okay with that. But there's an outcome. There's consequences. 
You know, there's people on social media that have followed me from the MySpace days and then from MySpace to Facebook, Facebook to Instagram and so on. And we've kind of just followed each other from platform to platform. And then because of things I've said possibly over the course of this podcast, all of a sudden they're gone. They disappear. And then I still have access because when they drop you, you can still, you know, I guess have access to their information, you know, on their page because they didn't block you. They just dropped you as a friend, but you're still connected as a friend. And you now you start to see wh- uh, why it is that maybe they dropped you. Maybe it's because I'm more pro-life and they're pro-abortion. Maybe it's because I think this way and they think that way. Maybe it was because I think the BLM protests were the wrong way of going about doing it, but they thought that's the right way because they wanted to be on the right side of history. Maybe it's because I think the whole daylight savings thing is no big deal and they like think it's the greatest thing in the world that now apparently we're not changing daylight savings time anymore. And I'm like, oh, who cares? Whoop-de-doo, it's an hour, a year. You know, who knows? But maybe that's a consequence for speaking my truth. People don't want to follow me. That's fine. I don't have a whole lot of friends in my circle, or at least serious friends, real friends, deep friends, because, again, what I believe, I'm going to say, people might not like that, might not want to hang out with me. I don't care. That's the consequence. But you have to let go of the outcome. You have to believe something. And you have to have a foundation in that belief. And then you're going to pay a price for that. You know, I think, I think a lot of times, I'm, when I think back over the course of life, I have come to discover that a lot of people will say and do things and go along with the main crowd, the in crowd, because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be on the outside. They don't want to, they need that group. They need that social connection, I guess. And it's the same in Hollywood. You've heard people come out and say, I played clips on this show where people say in Hollywood, not every actor believes wokeness or not every actor believes in the BLM movement, not every, but they can't say anything because they're afraid they might get blacklisted. Okay. Well, that's their opinion or that's their choice. But my opinion on the matter is be, wouldn't you be better if you had integrity to stand up for what you believe in? Because there might be a price. There might be consequences. I mean, there's a lot of actors and people that don't have acting gigs anymore because of something they've said. Now, some of it's been on the wrong side because they're the woke cancel culture got rid of them, but others have a firm belief in what they believe in, and maybe they walked away from Hollywood. But you've got to stand up for your truth. You have to have a belief system, and do you know what that is? I mean, what do you believe in? Are you grounded in that belief? Or is it a weak belief system? You're not really sure. You don't really know. Maybe you should find out. Maybe you should learn something about yourself. Maybe you should spend some time checking what it is on your heart that you believe. Maybe you need to educate yourself in your truth and in your belief. Maybe you need to evaluate the things that go on. Evaluate the people that you listen to. There's a lot of people out there that like to listen to uh, self-help tapes, self-help people. um, And that's fine. There's nothing against that. Absolutely not. I mean, I try to do that here on a lower scale level. But it's like, what is it that you believe in? I will always tell you to go do your own research, look it up. Others will have a message that they want you to believe based on them. 
there's a lot of people back during the the Trump days in the so-called Christian world, the church world, that despised Trump. Okay, there was one lady in particular who was a prominent, I guess, speaker, whatever, religious person, figure, and she was very anti-Trump because of his apparent sexcapades. Okay. Well, it turned out that she herself was a victim of a sexual assault at one point in her life. And so I started to think, well, maybe that impacts her views towards this guy. And so she became kind of a pro-Biden supporter. But then, of course, Biden had his own sexcapades, so I don't get it. But anyways, or let's go back to something less political the Duke lacrosse rape case, which is something not too many people know about. You should look it up. In fact, there's a 30 for 30 documentary that you should go watch. It's really good. But it started out with a story in Durham, North Carolina, where Duke is located. All of a sudden, it becomes a national news story because there's a reporter from the Boston Globe that hears about a white Duke uh, Duke lacrosse player that raped, allegedly, a black woman. So she gets on to the story. Whereas it turns out she was a victim of sexual assault and she had to admit that it skewed her vision and her belief system. And so she believed the woman that was the victim in this crime. Well, it turned out to be completely false. She made the whole thing up. It wasn't true. And so she had to go back and apologize to everybody involved because she wrote stories in the Boston paper about how guilty these people must be because yeah, they must've done it. But she, and she even admitted the reason why I bring it up. She even admitted to the fact that her bias got in the way, her belief system got in the way. Now she can have a belief system, but in that particular instance, it interfered with her job and her opinions became her facts, and her facts became her truth, and her truth was an absolute lie because it came out that the gal just made it up, and she made it up because she was working as a stripper, and she was in a child custody battle, and she didn't want the judge and the family court to find out that that was her profession, and so she made up this rape case, rape charge. Again, 30 for 30. Look it up for yourself. Watch the thing. So again, you have to educate yourself in what you believe in. Know what your influences are. Make sure that you maybe have trusted people or a trusted source or something that you can now compare what it is that you believe in. A lot of people will turn to faith, okay? Let's take recently there was this whole thing about Nancy Pelosi taking communion or not taking communion because the archdiocese in San Francisco says her support of abortion should equal that she doesn't get uh, communion. Okay, so a lot of people have a faith-based theology, a faith-based belief system. So they're going to believe something based on what the archdiocese might say. They're going to believe something what the Bible might say. Maybe you believe something what the Quran says. Maybe you believe something what uh, the Book of Mormon says. Okay, so maybe you have a belief and a foundation in in a religion. And maybe that's what dictates what you believe. Now, if you go against that, or if you don't firmly believe in that religion that you're practicing, I guess, what would you do? I mean, if you don't firmly believe it, are you going to go out there and practice it? No. 
If you don't firmly believe in something, you're not going to practice it. Then what does it say if you're going against what your church believes, what your religion believes, what your holy book believes? Then what? That's why you have to know it within you and educate yourself in what it is you believe. Bertrand Russell was a uh, British, I guess, philosopher, mathematician, you know, smart guy. And here's some comments from 1959 that still, well, they ask a question, which will you'll hear, and then he answers it, and then you can compare his answers to today and how things are today. So here's uh, Bertrand Russell, a British philosopher, amongst other things, making some comments from back in 1959. One last question. Suppose, Lord Russell, this film were to be looked at by our descendants like a Dead Sea Scroll in a thousand years' time. What would you think it's worth telling that generation about the life you've lived and the lessons you've learned from it? I should like to say two things. One intellectual and one moral. The intellectual thing I should want to say to them is this. When you are studying any matter or considering any philosophy, ask yourself only what are the facts and what is the truth that the facts bear out. Never let yourself be diverted either by what you would wish to believe or by what you think would have beneficent social effects if it were believed. But look only and solely at what are the facts. That is the intellectual thing that I should wish to say. The moral thing I should wish to say to them is very simple. I should say, love is wise, hatred is foolish. In this world, which is getting more and more closely interconnected, We have to learn to tolerate each other. We have to learn to put up with the fact that some people say things that we don't like. We can only live together in that way. And if we are to live together and not die together, we must learn a kind of charity and a kind of tolerance, which is absolutely vital to the continuation human life on this planet. So where are we today? What are the facts? And what truth comes from those facts? That's why it's important to know the difference between facts and opinion. Facts, something that can be proven. Opinions are judgments based on our beliefs, based on our perceptions, based on our own thinking. And so here is Advice to look at the facts and obtain truth from what can be proven. Don't be influenced by the wants, the desires, and the wishes. And that's where we are today. People want, they desire, they wish for something. Therefore, they will say it and they will speak it as fact and truth. And that's not the case. You can't back it up. You can't prove it. But yet they speak it as truth. There was a lot of things in the news media that people will spew out. Politicians will spew out. They can't be proven. 
They're not facts, but yet they speak as if it's factual. And then people believe it without doing your own research, looking it up yourself, going to different sources. Then you're going to start to believe that. Then those influences that are out there upon you, the things out there, the information that you're receiving from these sources, these non-trusted sources, because it's not the truth. It's not proven facts. It can't be proven to be true, these comments, this information. And therefore, it skews our truth. That's why it's important to go back to what is your truth? Do you know it? Do you believe it? What's your belief system? Can you stand firm in that? Or are you wishy-washy? Because a lot of people are wishy-washy. The social concepts that we are in today, the social concepts and what they desire to be true, it could be anything. Pick any number of topics that we've talked about. Pick any number of news headline that is out there. And you can see that there is a fact, which leads to a truth that is real. Then there's a social desire for facts to be true that aren't. And it skews the whole thing. And so you have take anything again that happens and politicians will come out and spin it. It's called the spin room, right? They spin it. First it's spin, then it's misinformation, then it's a combination of spinning misinformation. And they put their message out there. So any president might say something and then the White House has to correct what they said. Oh, he was misunderstood. He misspoke. She misspoke. No, they were speaking their truth, but their truth did not align with the truth that is believed to be by the American people. Therefore, they had to go back and change their truth. See, if you don't have to change what you believe, if you don't have to change what you think, then you're probably okay. If you can look at, and forget morality and ethics, that's a whole complete different conversation. But the morality and ethics of life, if you can have moral conviction and be ethically true in the things that you believe, then you're on a whole different plane, a whole different level of what truth is. Because, again, people will want to sit there and say that we need to take the southern border, for example. We need to have compassion on these immigrants coming in. Okay, there's that's opinion, but there's truth in that opinion, in my opinion. We do have compassion. But what are the facts? The facts are that they're coming in unvetted. The facts that we have a apparent food shortage. We have a baby formula shortage. We have a chip shortage, not Frito-Lays, but computerized chips that are causing all kinds of supply chain issues. We've got inflation on the rise, according to experts. We've got gas prices skyrocketing. We've got Places like California, because of severe drought, telling people that you need to reduce water usage. So if you have all these issues going on, how can we allow all these other people to come into the country? That's a legitimate conversation to have based on the information, which are facts, and it could lead to a truth. Sure, the opinion might be to have compassion on them, and maybe we need to figure out a different way to help them, but just allowing them unfettered into the country, is that wise? 
And that would be something that you would have to wrestle with. The other thing that I find interesting is, you know, love is wise. Hate is foolish. How many foolish people do we have running this country? How many foolish people are out there pounding away on their keyboards, on social media? There's a lot of hate. I think there's more hate in this world than there is love. I think more people hate and live off of hate than they do love because I think that drives them because hate is a more powerful emotion when it comes to some of these things than love. Love involves turning the other cheek. Love involves being patient. Love involves being kind. Love involves having a soft word, a soft tongue. Love is trying to understand and have compassion. Those are all hard things to have and do today in the society that we live in. Hate is easy. Fire off what I want to say. Be mean. Don't have any compassion. No kindness. In fact, I think we are, it's in us to be mean. I mean, look at little toddlers. You have to teach them not to hit. Teach them not to bite. Teach them to share because it's in them to look out for themselves. Only me. I want. It's mine. No. These are some of the first things they learn, the first concepts. Okay? We have to teach to be selfless. It's practice for ourselves, too. Have you practiced being kind? One of the things that I've done uh, recently over the last couple of months is reduce my response. I'd sit there and I'd get bored, so I would fire up Twitter and let's see what's out there and then what kind of response can I have. And most of the time it was to entertain myself. And it might come off as snarky and it might come off as negative for people that might disagree with my views and opinions. Okay. So then I decided to, okay, I'm going to respond less. But when I do respond, maybe I can come up with a way where it can help spurn conversation, pose questions, not necessarily give my side, but maybe ask relevant questions. For example, there was someone on TikTok, and again, they had their snarky, you know, if a 15-year-old went in to get an adoption or to adopt somebody, the state would say no because they're too young, yet you want to force someone who was raped to carry a baby and have the rapist's babies uh, instead of getting an abortion, you know, whatever. And it's a snarky comment. You know, it's like the, it's like the, the juvenile, unintelligent, you know, typical response from somebody that, you know, wants to be snarky in the conversation, actually irresponsible. So I simply replied, is there any concern over the fact that this 15-year-old in any state was raped, had statutory rape? It's a statutory rape crime if you're under 16 in every state. Some states it's 16, age of consent. Others it's 18. But at 15, every state it's considered statutory rape. And would you consider mandatory reporting of a statutory rape if this person, young person, was going to get an abortion? If you have a gunshot wound, you go to the hospital, the hospital will call the police. It's mandatory report. If you're an educator and you suspect child abuse or harm to the kid, you are mandatory reporter. You have to report that. Okay? These are laws that can get you in trouble if you don't say something. 
But yet here, they want to defend abortion, but yet there's no concern for the rapist. Why not try to go after the rapist, the person that is committing the incest, whatever? Go after them. Shouldn't they be prosecuted? There's a lot of things out there that people are up in arms about. But again, what about this whole Epstein-Maxwell thing? She was convicted, wasn't she? Nothing else has come from it. What about all the people that used this service? Went to his island. Is there any investigation to who these people are? Where's the arrests? Nothing. Because people aren't into that. They don't care. Because it doesn't serve a political agenda. And a political agenda today leads everything. And today it's hatred. And hatred is foolish. We don't have charity. We don't have tolerance. We have intolerance in the name of tolerance. But we don't have tolerance. We can't have communication. We can't talk about things. I mean, think back in the days of the great philosophers. They would sit around and they would talk about ideas, share concepts, ponder things, ask questions. They would try to learn, gain knowledge, figure things out. I'm sure they had all kinds of disagreements, but they still talked. Shouldn't we be doing that today, trying to solve these issues? Shouldn't we try to come together and create new ideas? And that's why I think we're going backwards as a country because we're sticking to old political ideologies that haven't worked in decades and the same people that have been in office for the past 40 years are still there spewing these debunked ideologies that don't work, that have been proven not to work. And we all sit there and we just follow them blindly like sheep and yet we fight amongst each other as they get away with whatever they want, enriching themselves, getting more power, and doing whatever they want, because whatever they edict to us doesn't affect them. It's the ignorant claiming authority in a lot of things that they know nothing about. If you had an education, and you had degrees, and you went to get a job, they would look at your resume and see that you're qualified, okay? If you're a doctor, they would look at it to make sure that you had the qualifications to be a doctor. If you're a teacher, you have to have certain qualifications to be a teacher. If you're into fitness, you have to, if you really want to be a certified trainer, be a respectable person in your field, you have to go through certifications, okay? So there's requirements that make you a quote-unquote authority on things. Now, just because you have those requirements met doesn't necessarily mean your authority on anything but again at least there's requirements and criteria that you reach some level of expectation that now we entrust you know something or should know something about what you're doing but there's a lot of people out there that don't know anything they don't care to know anything ignorance is bliss yet they act as an authority over the content that they're talking about why is that and why do we allow that to happen and why do we believe it why do we follow it because we're too lazy to do the research on our own. You know, we have to change our thinking habits. We have to change our mindset because it all comes down to the mind and how we think. How we think is going to dictate how we act. The information we receive, we're going to process, that's going to determine our belief, and then our belief is going to be what we feel, and what we feel is going to then determine our actions. So we need to adjust our thinking habits. 
everything starts with thought. So you must be wise and careful what you think about because that starts everything. You got to be wise and careful. I asked the kids, what would happen if somebody dropped sugar in my coffee? They said, well, you'd be okay. I said, what if somebody dropped strychnine in my coffee? They said, well, you'd be dead. I said, correct. Lesson one, life is both sugar and strychnine. You gotta be careful. I said, what if my worst enemy drops in the sugar? They said, will you be okay? I said, what if my best friend, even by accident, drops in the strychnine? They said, well, you'd be dead. I said, correct. Lesson two, watch your coffee. <laughs> you gotta be careful. See, it doesn't matter who hands you the bad stuff. It doesn't matter where you get the bad stuff. It'll still do its damage on your bank account. Wherever you get it. Mr. Shof gave me one of the greatest phrases when I first met him when he said, Jim, every day stand guard at the door of your mind. How important. Stand guard at the door of your mind. And you decide what goes into your mental factory. Don't let anybody just dump anything they want to in your mental factory because you've got to live with the results. What are you allowing in your mental factory? The saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So people you trust, people you believe in, might bring you information, but that information might be bad. See, it doesn't, come, it doesn't matter where the bad information comes from. It doesn't matter who brings it to you because that bad information will do damage. Just like good information will do good despite where it comes from. If my enemy dumps sugar in my coffee, I'll be okay. Might be a little sweeter than I like it, but I'll be okay. If my best friend accidentally dumps poison in my coffee, I'm dead. So we have to be careful what information we take in. We have to be careful where that information comes from because that information could be bad information coming to us with good intention. We have to guard our mind. We have to stand guard and be careful what we allow in to our thoughts, what we allow our mind to fill up with, garbage in, garbage out. What's going on in your mental factory? What are you allowing in? Are you allowing something in and information that will produce a positive quality product, actions being that product? Or are you going to allow negative things in and produce faulty product, faulty actions? See, we have to be careful. We have to be careful who we are with where the information comes from. We have to know what our truth is. We have to know what our belief system is. We have to stand firm in that. We have to be okay with speaking our truth and then allowing the consequences to be. Paying the price for what we say. Knowing that there could be something, a price to be paid for speaking our truth. But we have to be okay with that. 
But we also have to make sure that we know what our truth is and that truth is backed up in facts, facts, something that can be proven to be true. Because if we're speaking truth based on facts that can't be proven to be true, then we're not going to look very good. We're not going to have credibility. People aren't going to trust us. They're going to dismiss what we have to say. And we have to be very careful because there will be times where it just takes one misinformation, one source of misinformation, one thing that we speak that we lose our credibility. Now, not so much today because there's a lot of people that speak a lot of misinformation. Their credibility is shot, and yet people still believe them, still follow them. But have some personal pride. You know, that inner greatness, bring it out. Raise the standard of who you are when you speak your truth. Know what you're talking about. Do the research. Think about it. You can't just form an opinion based on a few things that you read on Twitter. You delve into it to find out that these facts can be proven, this information can be true. And then you can speak with confidence. And despite how it's received, you know that you're speaking in confidence. You know that what you're saying is true, regardless of what out there thinks. You can say two plus two is four, yet everyone else there, everyone else out there thinks it's five. But you know it's true. And that's what you need to think about. Because if you can speak in truth, because you're guarding your mind from all that bad information coming in, you can weed through it and find out what's fact proven to be true and what's just opinion, someone's spouting off something based on their own biases, then you'll be better off. And wouldn't you want that for yourself? I mean, think about yourself. Put yourself first in these matters. You know, are you just going along with everybody because you want to be on a part of the in crowd? Or are you willing to stand alone, stand on the foundation, the truth, on that solid rock ground? Or are you going to go live on the sand where the wave comes in and just washes you out to sea? There's no foundation there. Are you going to build your house on the rock or the sand? That's something you need to decide, but you need to think about it because we're continuing down a path in our country where misinformation, the lies, the bad stuff that can't be proven to be true is becoming true. There is no more truth. Truth is moving from truth, things that can be proven to be true, to subjective truth, which is basically whatever we want it to be, to no truth at all, and anything goes. And that's going to affect you regardless of what you think, having no truth at all. Then what are we going to do with society? So think about it. Know your truth. Believe in your truth. Have a foundation for what you believe in. Stand firm in that if you truly believe it, even if it's against popular opinion, and you will feel better about yourself if you do that. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, you can find us on RadioWarp.com. That's RadioWARP.com. You can go on there and click on the Two Steps Ahead podcast uh, icon or the logo, and all of our shows pop up. We also have them um, on our YouTube and SoundCloud. Our YouTube is obviously the video side of our podcast, and the SoundCloud is the audio side that you can download and take with you on the go. 
You can also listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Pandora, iHeartMedia Podcasts. You can even Google search Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up, or Hey Surrey, Hey Google, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and it plays. You can find us on Instagram. The show page is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Uh, my personal page is Eden Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And there's also a Linktree link in the bios of our uh, Instagram sites that will take you to different pages, uh, our YouTube, our Instagram, Radio Warp, our merchandise shop where you can get some really cool merchandise with Two Steps Head Podcast on there. Show your podcast pride by wearing Two Steps Head Podcast merchandise. And then if you want to reach out, you can also reach out to me and you can um, – Send me a message via email at TWO, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. Uh, a phone number, if you want to reach me, it's 626 676 8972. Um, might leave a message or even text me, and I'll eventually get it and uh, get back to you if you want to do that. But there's ways to reach out. Uh, again, I would just encourage you to do your own research. You know, find reliable sources that you can talk to, people, surround yourself. The saying goes, if people look at the people you surround yourself with, they will know what type of person you are. So if you're spending your days with people that aren't lifting you up, that aren't making you better, that aren't bringing out your inner greatness, maybe you need to think about who you're hanging out with. Maybe you need to change. You know, the successful people in life are the ones that are hanging out with other successful people, picking their minds, picking their brains, learning from successful people. I mean, think back to 1959, Bertrand Russell talking about what are facts, and that's what we would hope future people would rely on. What are the facts, and what truth comes from that fact? Don't be influenced by the wants, desires, and wishes of society. The desires of society can't dictate truth if those facts can't be proven to be true. So we need facts to be proven. We need facts to be proven to be true in order to get our truth. Love is wise, hate is foolish. Maybe this is something that we need to consider. Loving more because it takes effort practicing that. Practicing love. Practicing kindness. Practicing compassion. Thinking that way first, changing our mindset, guarding our mind, changing our mindset so that love comes first. And we can push hate away because hate is foolish. We can be tolerant in the name of tolerance instead of intolerant in the name of tolerance. We can be accepting of other people's views and opinions. We can have dialogue as to why you believe what you believe and think the way you think. And I can share with you what I believe because that's all I'm doing. I'm just sharing with you what I think and what I believe. And then you can take the information and decide for yourself. You can take the information and do your own research and then determine if it's something that fits you and your ideology. That's all this show is about. And then inspiring you, motivating you to bring out your inner greatness, to raise the standards so that you can achieve your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and overcome the hurdles of life that might be keeping you from that. Again, Two Steps Ahead podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. RadioWarp.com, RadioWARP.com is the place to find us. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.